Does anybody ever look on Instagram and see those little, so little like, sort of, like signs that have these little pithy sayings that you can then print up and put around your house? Yeah. Does anybody ever see those? Yeah. Can anybody think of one that they think is nonsense? Or, or okay, does anyone think, can think, anyone think one that is really good? I, I think if, I, yeah, th so some friends of mine have got live, live, love, laugh, and they sort of like, they put it on their toilet door or something like that, I don't know. And there are, there are lots of them around, and some of them are okay, and some of them are live, life, laugh, that's okay, there's nothing wrong with that, you think, yeah, there's probably better things to build your life around, but that's okay, there are some things that say, life is always good, and you think, no, it's not, sometimes it's really bad, you know? If you want to have an Instagram saying to put on your toilet wall for 2022, put this one up. Blessing follows obedience. That's, that's what Jerry was talking about earlier. And then those verses that Christina read out earlier. That's, that, put that, put, don't, not just on your toilet wall, but somewhere, stick it up. Blessing follows obedience. It's what a great way to, to start the year. Anyway, so um, could you... Uh, just turn in your Bibles, please, to Revelation. Revelation for the beginning of the year. That's a bit heavy, but here we go. We're going to do it. And turn to chapter 14. Um, the first, so this isn't the first Sunday of 2022, but it is the first Sunday that we are here. So it's too late to be saying Happy New Year, Cooley. Anyway, but it is, we're here. This is the Sunday that historically someone like me would stand up and say, look, this is the vision of the church this is what we're going to go and do. And then my job would be to persuade you to get on board with that and give your life and give everything to it. And, but you just need to know that that is, that is not the point. It is not my job or anybody else's job to stand up here and to declare a grand vision for what we're going to do as a church this year. My, my job is simply to do this. To say in 2022, let's do these things. Let's follow Jesus. And let's be grateful for what he's done and what he's going to do. I keep, keep mentioning this, this guy, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who was this German theologian who was killed by the Nazis at the end of the Second World War. But he said this, and I keep quoting it, and I probably will keep quoting it till the day I die. He said this, God hates visionary dreaming, which is a little bit sort of jarring. Some people might think, what? You have to qualify it. Because he also went on to say this, because God has already laid the only foundation of our fellowship, Jesus Christ. And we enter into the common life together as a church, not as demanders, but as thankful recipients of what he's doing. I love it. So our goal for 2022 is just to see how can we follow Jesus more clearly. And so Andy mentioned this staff meeting that we had. So firstly, follow Jesus. Secondly, be grateful. Andy mentioned this staff meeting. Andy leads the staff meetings on Tuesday mornings. And then the first staff meeting we got back, we, he put up on this, the, the, uh, the board the different terms. And he said, actually, let's be great. What, what has God done in our midst for 2022? Now, Andy said, oh, was, you know, like everything just flowed really, really quickly. Trust, it didn't, actually. He, he lied. You're not supposed to do that on the first Sunday. <laughs> but firstly, we looked, at, we looked at this board and we thought, oh, I don't know. And then we looked at our diary and then we thought, but when we started thinking about it, that is when it just began to roll. And then the more we spent time thinking about it, the more we thought, oh, my word, what, what 
God has done in our midst. Now, the reason I put this up here is because there would be loads of things that we've missed. And if you can think of something that we've missed, please, like, like email me or Kuti or tell us. Because actually, in some ways, we want to write this down. But you're thinking, like, loads of these things. The, I don't know. Can we read it all? The James series, Alpha Online. The Easter Outdoor Service. Do you remember that? All the stuff that's happening in the youth. Ben Lindsay being here. Our Easter wide game. More youth stuff. The pastoral WhatsApp. That was a highlight. Um, uh, kids work and Jamie doing all the, the, the kids work for us. Huddles, baptisms, lots of prayer, family nights. Uh, prayer for Thomas Mansfield in the summer term. Uh, Friday morning prayer meetings at Upminster started to join that. All the uh, Iranian people coming to us. All the stuff that's happening in the polytunnel. The Resonate Hub days, all the projects that we're doing. Pat Mint, met Mint, Prince Charles. Hooray! Uh, we started praying for Munich. Saren and... T- Saren and Tamin? No, I don't think so. Salmon and Taryn got, got, uh, got married. Uh, we started asking, reading this book, Movements to Change the World. That was really important. Somebody asked us a question. If all your prayers had answered, how many parking spaces would you have? Or how many people would be in heaven? That's what we, we were provoked about prayer. Encounter night, Steve Teb coming. Kingdom preaching series, new people preaching. Finance, God bless us. And then in the autumn series, all our connect lunches, freshers started coming in, our fireworks, all that money that just went up in smoke, but it was, some, it was really fun nonetheless. We had Terry Virgo came to us, new people became uh, Christians. We ended live streaming, hooray! The episode was very, very good. All his testimonies just shaped us so much. Going back into St. James, Clive getting to a place where he's really healthy and now he's planting a church in Basildon, come on. The prayer, it's all about WhatsApp. I've never known so many WhatsApp things that are really good. Dedications, more baptisms. We had to high leave. What an amazing time that was. We had all the young people grilled the elders one Friday night. That was scary. I went out to Munich and supported them. Relationships with the Hatfield Church really opened up. We had a big thank you event for the community. 14 people went debt-free. We had an amazing carol service. Safeguarding is in place. All that uh, policy is in place. We got a 25-year lease on the centre. Way. Ah, Upper Room Academy started. We had a testimony of some builder offering to pay for all the radiators in the centre. If you're cold now, why is it we're always cold in this church? I don't know. Anyway, okay, that's the way it goes. We... (laughs) We pray for Luke Pogba, we had MOT and, and WOW, the men's and women's meetings, and we had loads of lateral tests available. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to sell them on eBay now. <laughs> ah, but do you know what? Once you start thinking about it, God has done all of this stuff. And you think in the beginning of 2022, what is God going to do in our midst? Well, I think there's a, there is a principle, you know, about being grateful being grateful in our hearts and attitudes and in our minds. And it's just really, really good. Okay, so let's go to uh, Revelation chapter 14. We're going to read a, um, the first 13 verses. Actually, uh, this was what I preached on um, Revelation 12, 13 and 14, one of the last Sundays. Dawla preached the last Sunday before lockdown. But then two Sundays before that, I preached on Revelation. And I wanted, I wanted an excuse to come back to this passage uh, for such a a long time and it seems that now is the appropriate time to do it. We're going to read this passage. It's a, let you know, it's a description of heaven, okay? But there are certain clues in this passage that do mean that we can also apply it to what church can look like here. At one point it says, you know, we're saying this so you can persevere, so you can keep going. So it does apply to us now as well. So are we ready? Thank you. 
Revelation uh, chapter 14, verses 1 to 13. And then I looked, and behold, on Mount Zion stood the Lamb, stood Jesus. And with him 144,000 who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven, like the roar of many waters, and like the sound of loud thunder. The voice I heard was like the sound of harpists playing on their harps, and they were singing a new song before the throne, and before the four living creatures and before the elders. No one could learn that song except the 144,000 who had been redeemed from the earth. It is these who have not defiled themselves with women, for they are virgins. It is these who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. These who have been redeemed from mankind as firstfruits for God and the Lamb. And in their mouth no lie was found, for they're blameless. And then I saw another angel flying directly overhead with an eternal gospel to proclaim to those who dwell on earth, to every nation and tribe and language and people. And he said in a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come. And worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. And then another angel, a second, followed saying, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great, she who made all the nations drink the wine of the passion of her sexual immorality. And another angel, a third, followed them with a loud voice. If anyone worships the beast, and his image, and receives a mark on his forehead or on his hand, he also will drink the wine of God's wrath, poured full into the cup of his anger, and he'll be tormented with fire and sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever, and they have no rest, day or night. These worshippers of the beast in his image, uh, and its image, and whoever receives the mark of its name, Here is a call for the endurance of the saints, those who keep the commandments of God and their faith in Jesus. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, Write this, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Blessed indeed, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labours, for their deeds follow them. All that stuff about people burning in fire, you think, oh, that's not the most encouraging passage, Duncan, to read at the beginning of the year. Thank you very much. But there are some things in here that are just so like delightful. We have to savour them as a picture of what can be like in the church in Trinity and in the other churches for 2022. The first one is this. It says this. Follow the lamb wherever he goes. You know, as Christians, we're called all sorts of things. Uh, I've been called some not very pleasant things. Uh, a good friend that I played golf with called me medieval the other day for uh, believing that like, sex was just to be within marriage of one man and one woman. He said, you're, just, you're mad. No, you're medieval to think that. But we're called all sorts of things. But the other thing that we, all, we are called is followers, isn't it? We're, we're just called followers. We're supposed to follow after Jesus. You know, we, we can't physically, you know, just walk after him, follow him now, but we can now be filled with the Holy Spirit and we can walk with him every single day and there's a verse there's a few verses in Philippians that I've been stuck in recently and it says things like this if you have any encouragement in being joined with Christ then be of like mind 
And it says, be humble, serve, and give your life, and follow Jesus. I think it is one of the things that makes us abundantly fruitful. And you know when we talked about that, that thing about blessing follows obedience? Like, I don't know how we... You know, I just feel that sometimes, if, as a church, if we just learn to do what Jesus has asked us to do, we will be abundantly fruitful. And, and I do, honestly, I believe it with all my heart that the more that we've aligned ourselves to just do what Jesus has told us to do, we become fruitful. And we don't even necessarily try to do it all the time. It just happens that God makes us fruitful. We follow him. We have daily disciplines of just, I don't know, coming to church. Well done for being here. You know, it's, it's really good. We have daily discipline about, like, reading our Bibles, about being in fellowship, about going and making disciples. You know, and we've, we've talked about, I hope either that this term, or certainly before the summer, we are going to take a team from the Upper Room Academy out to Malta, just simply because Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. And we haven't had a specific word about going to, but we just think, oh, well, if Jesus has said just do it, well, we'll do, that's what we'll do. We'll just do what Jesus has asked us to do. And maybe for 2022, <laughs> we just need to say, what is the one thing that, that Jesus has asked us to do? You know, and, there are, and I look out and I see so many stories of people who think, and oh, no, I think Jesus told me to do that. And I'm doing, and, you know, I keep thinking about you, <laughs> Alan Mansfield, you know, like Jesus said to him, just go down into central London with a rucksack on with stuff to give out to people in need. So Alan trogs off on the tube <laughs> with his own, and you said you felt a little bit vulnerable. But no, that's, that's what we should be doing. That's the adventures of faith, isn't it? You and I work out what God is saying to us, and we do it. Blessing follows obedience. We just follow Jesus, whatever it is asked us to do. The second thing it says is this, that, these, um, that no one could learn the song that the 144,000 were singing, except for those who are believers. And I think sometimes we... We have to worship in a way that is so impossible for unbelievers to understand. You, you can't really understand. And, and I think, you know, I, people, I know people have this analogy that's, you know, thing, like, like a fine wine, it gets better over time. And I'm thinking, I'm not sure I've ever drunk a fine a wine that's that good, you know. But, but I, I don't know, maybe a fine wine or maybe some financial investment that you make. And it was a really good, prudent investment and it, and it just grows over time. And you think, that's what worship is like. Over time, a, a lifetime of following Jesus and worshipping him and submitting to him and trying to do what he, you know, worship just gets better and better and better. And, and I don't think people that aren't Christian, they can't really understand it. It's not, we're not just singing, we're not just singing some songs, you know, and then Hastings says, right, let's sing this and we all sing it. You know, we could be singing, you know, we'll be coming round the mountain. No, that's not it. Oh, you know, that's not it. There's this deep, profound heart connection when we sing these songs and surrender everything to Jesus. You know, there are certain times when either in prayer meetings or in, in like when we're here on a Sunday and you think, when we pray on Friday morning, and, and I just need to reiterate again, anybody's welcome to come and join us on Friday morning at 6.30 if you want to come and pray. We don't have a great big plan. We just say, let's worship. And it's like we say, we light the blue touch paper 
with the words, right, let's go. But suddenly, it's just worship in the room. It's just the sense of the presence of God and people can't really understand that. And I'd encourage you, these Sunday like evenings, like next Sunday evening, 7.30 over at the, over the centre till 9 o'clock and then the following week on the 23rd up at Christchurch in Barnet. It's just about, what, if you're thinking, God, what, if, what are your plans for me for 2022? The best thing I can say to you do, come to those meetings. Just worship. Because as you worship, God opens the doors. The next thing is this. He says, where is it? Oh, the 144,000, by the way. If you ever have Jehovah's Witness, is coming, knocking on your door, saying, do you want to be the 144,000? Just to remind them that it says, those are just the first fruits. That's not the number. <laughs> That's not the number of people in heaven. It says they're the first They're just the first bunch of people. There'll be millions and millions of people. But it says of those people who are redeemed, it says this, that in their light, their mouth was no lie, no lie was found, for they are blameless. We are, my dear friend, we are supposed to live differently. <laughs> you know, that's the point. <laughs> we are supposed to live in a different way. We're not supposed to be like everybody else. We're supposed to be different and distinct. And, you know, I think, I don't know, there's times when you're thinking, I just want to be like everybody else. I just want to fit in. I don't want to stick out. And I know I'm just going to get, get abuse if I'm different, if I think things differently. But no, that's the point. We're supposed to be different. Not in a way that is like really, I don't know, aggressively in your face different, you know, to prove a point. But actually when, when issues come up of who are you serving? Where are you giving your money to? Who are you loving? What are you doing with your time? How do you speak about people? What's your relationship with the truth? We're supposed to be different. That's the point. And one of the reasons is this, that I've got, like, God's signature on me. It says here that actually God, God writes his name on us. We, we, God's got his name on us. He comes and he writes it down. So, no, you belong to me. And, and he calls us to live really different lives. On, on, um, we started Upper Room Academy uh, again uh, yesterday. It was great. It was just really exciting, I think. Uh, there were 34 people in there. Just We want to learn more about it. And we're praying and just saying, God, we are sick of sin. Somebody was praying, God, I am sick of sin in my life. And I thought it was really a, really a good moment because you think, when we get caught up in lifestyles that are just are wrong, one of the, the effects of that is we just get consumed with ourselves. We take our eyes off and we just talk a thing about ourselves. And, oh, I'm rubbish. I've done this again. Oh, and we, get, we, we forget, actually, you know, our, our, our energy should be focused on Jesus. In 2022, what are the patterns of sinful behavior that you want to break? And if you want to know how to break them, just come and worship. Be at every possible moment when you can worship. <laughs> I'm just going to invite the Holy Spirit just for a moment to... I'm not going to ask you, by the way, to put your hand up if you're aware of some really profound area of sin in your life, but, but apart from Cooley, because he needs to set the example. But, but I am going to ask the Holy Spirit to come and say, point out, point something out in my life. Heavenly Father, we... We just humbly come before you and we say, Spirit of God, would you 
Father, would you send your spirit on us now? We confess our sin. And we say to you, we are sick of sin in our lives. We're sick of the impact of sin. Of putting this barrier between you. And so we confess our sin now. Thank you, O oh Lord Jesus, that we can be confident in the gospel. That when we confess our sins, you forgive us and you restore us. But I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come now. I pray that 2022 would be a moment of, of breaking through, Lord, strongholds in our lives. Patterns of thinking. Things that we, that we run to for comfort. Unforgiveness that we've held on to. Holy Spirit, we invite you now just to come and flood into our lives. We give it to you. God, we want to be consumed with you. <laughs> we want to be consumed with you and what you're doing. We don't want to be consumed with our sin. We're sick of it, oh God. And we say, come Lord, we, we pray. We want to be abundantly fruitful in you. Lord Jesus, I pray, help us to run to places where we can worship you and be in your presence and lay all things down, we ask, Lord. Amen. Next thing is this. It says, um, uh, and then I saw another angel flying directly overhead with... An eternal gospel. I just need to let you know that the good news of Jesus, it never changes. It's always been the same. How many times do you listen to stuff online and you, and you just think, oh, that is a bit, that's wacky. That is really odd, you know. And sometimes we can listen to stuff online. And I, I just want to give you a few little sort of like tips on knowing how to, how to work out if something is a little bit skewy and a little bit off and a little bit wacky. This. Ask yourself this. Does this person point to Jesus? Do they talk about Jesus? Do they invite you to confess your sins and lay down your life? Do they explain why Jesus had to die? Do they explain that the sentence uh, for my crime, my crime of willfully turning my back on Jesus, is that actually it's death, eternal death? Do they explain that? And then they, do they explain that the reason Jesus was resurrected from the dead was that he had to show he had defeated death? I mean, you just have to ask because I know that there be so many. I listen to so many conferences and things like that online about like church planting, you know, and I get so excited and all that sort of stuff. And you think there's some that little bit awful, or you can get involved in stuff that's about prophetic, or you can get stuff involved in stuff that's about healing, or you can like talk about social action, all these things. And you think, no, they they're great, but they just seem a little bit. Well, do they point to Jesus and the eternal gospel of Jesus that never changes? And if they do, fantastic. If they don't, they don't. Don't listen to them. Just don't listen to them. Like we need to be like mature in having our filters because the eternal gospel of Jesus never changes. Next thing is this. It says, um, that proclaim the eternal gospel of Jesus to proclaim to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation and tribe and language and people. And every culture is included and nobody is excluded. Do you know, I've, I've realised, I spoke to one leader 
and uh, is in another church, and he just felt um, he's, he's from Sri Lanka. He is so conscious about his accent. I, I never really realized it, you know. I never realized it. And he's, it's almost made, he feels he doesn't want to get up and share something. And I just think, oh, shame on me <laughs> for not spotting that. And, and, and you know, if you, if, you, like, if you speak with a different accent, you know, if you're brought up in a different nation or you're, you're like, your cultural heritage is different and you think, and you might be thinking, oh, thank you at last. But like, I, I, I just don't often realise it. And we have to be so intentional to say, no, you are welcome. We had this amazing time of, um, of prayer and fasting on Wednesday for Dola. And then we had this guy, Pastor Ade, and I realised I should have introduced him. I should have introduced him. He's a guy that works with, uh, with Tim at Christian Concern. He's an amazing guy. He's the only guy that you can sort of like hug and still be socially distanced. <laughs> because <laughs> he's, a, he's a good big guy. <laughs> and... Um, but then he came up and he, he sort of like, he sung this extraordinary song. Was it in Yoruba? I, was it? It was, it was in Yoruba. But he sung this extraordinary song in Yoruba over us. And so like, he was talking about the, the honey of God's goodness being poured down on us. And I'm thinking, I loved it. Who am I to say I have to understand everything in the way that I speak and, and I, I've understood things? That's just wrong. The Bible says it's every tongue and every nation. If you speak another nation in here and you want to pray in a different language, as long as you're praying stuff that basically sound, because we may not be able to check it, I'd, I'd invite you to do it. Because there may be other people that speak that same language. And it may speak directly to them. And we'll listen to it through Google Translate later and, <laughs> and check it out. <laughs> But there's something of every nation. And sometimes you think, oh, who are, the, who are the despised nations at the moment? And it changes, doesn't it? As world events change and different things happen and different people come in. Who are the despised? Those are the people we need to be loving and welcoming in and feeding. Next, it goes like this. Uh, it says, and then another angel said, uh, fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. We just have to, I just need to encourage us at the moment to know this, that Satan is being defeated. And we might think, oh my word, everything's going wrong. You know, the world is going, no, actually you need to know from a different angle. No, Satan is being defeated. It's not complete. Occasionally I still do things that are wrong. Very, very occasionally. In fact, look, just to be totally honest, I, I, I think I said a slight white lie yesterday. Yeah, I did. I, I didn't sort of like really... Yeah. Okay, let's just get... I lied. I was going to the... Shall I tell you what it was? This is my confessional, my act of confession. Okay. Father, forgive me. I went to the Saracens game. I didn't have a ticket. No, no, that's fine. No, 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 I didn't jump the fence. <laughs> Who do you think I am? I barged my way through. I went to the ticket office and I said, like, can I buy a ticket? They'd completely sold out. So then I stood by the, by the fence, looking through the fence, like watching the big screen, because it was quite a big game. I, I wanted to watch it. 
And then um, some guy came to me and said, and, and actually I had asked all my rugby friends, they, has anyone got a spare ticket? And most of the time they do have a spare ticket and then we can get one somewhere. And, but they, the tickets that I could have used, they'd, you know, they'd been taken. So some guy came and said to me, do you have a ticket? And I said, no, I don't have a ticket. My ticket was used. So it's not, not like I've got one, but you know, they were all, they're all gone. Actually, I didn't have a ticket. I, I didn't have a, no, nobody had like, offered me a ticket. And he said, oh, okay, and I just stood there watching through the fence and then, like, to be fair, somebody came up on the radio. They said, who's the man that hasn't got a ticket? And then I said, look, I haven't got a ticket. I promise you I haven't got a ticket. I don't have one at all. And he said, oh, okay, you, you can go in. So Cyrus has let me in for free. But it was just very, very good. But, no, 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 but I still think, God, I don't want to even have a hint of saying, th I don't want to fudge the truth, even in little things like that. Please don't let me do that. But we need to say that this, Satan is defeated. We still will, will, we still will struggle with sin. There'll still be issues in life. But we need to know that Satan has defeat, been defeated. The battle is being won. No matter what we face, we know the outcome. That we will face an eternity with Jesus. And it won't be so good for those who reject Jesus. The last two things are this. Here is a call to the endurance of the saints. For those who keep the commandments of God and their faith in Jesus. I just want to encourage us for 2022. Let's just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. Keep loving Jesus. Keep, keep being obedient to Jesus. Keep doing what he's called us to do. Keep delighting in it. Keep coming to church. Keep trusting Jesus for your friends, for your family members that don't know him. If you struggle with family, friends, and, and I have members of my family that... Uh, you know, don't know Jesus, they're not living a Christian life at all. And I'm just thinking, I'm just, Jesus, I'm going to keep trusting them. And actually, the, my best witness to them is not to worry about them and not to be fearful about them. And I have to make this choice, but my best decision is to keep loving them, to keep inviting them to my house to eat and to keep giving them the best meals that they can, I can possibly provide for them, to keep contact with them and to keep demonstrating, know that God is good. Because I hope when they see my life and they see that I'm trusting Jesus despite issues going on, I trust that that would be a more powerful thing. And I have to ask, Michael, what would win me over? Seeing somebody worried and fearful? Or actually seeing somebody that is trusting in Jesus despite all the circumstances? It's a call to endure. Endure. And I think, um, uh, just lastly on that, I think, we, uh, Dola, can I, can I mention Wednesday again? I just thought it was great. Like, we had this day of... of uh, Prayer and fasting for Dawla, sort of the, the diagnosis. You know, there's been some setbacks on the diagnosis. I've never been to a prayer meeting like that. It was so, so much full of joy. And then Dawla got up and said, oh, yeah, can I preach? And you think, yeah, crack on. <laughs> and Dawla's up there preaching away. You think, oh, oh, yeah, we must remember what we're praying. We're praying for God's healing in our life, you know. <laughs> But there was something, I don't know, there's something in the story of thinking, no, we're going to trust in Jesus. The enduring heart of God in our lives. And actually, you know, your story is just amazing, Dola, and we hope we're going to keep hearing it for decades to come. And then the last thing that we've got is this. Uh, where is it? Blessed are they who are dead, who die in the Lord from now on. Blessed indeed, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labours. 
we have to be a church that's just full of good deeds. We had some testimonies yesterday and, and people were saying, oh, you know, just at, at Upper Room Academy, what's God been doing? And we just had story after story of people saying, oh, I helped my neighbour and they did this. And, and then they came and they wanted to know why I help, was helping them out. And, and just people engaged in everybody's lives. We are demonstrating God's kindness to other people. Social action without a heart of worship is just being kind. But if we're the people that are just worshipping Jesus so much and then engage in helping people around we, we, we're supposed to be helping the people around us. That's the point of what God is calling us to do, to demonstrating as Jesus has turned us around, that we're not consumed with ourselves, but we're bringing the goodness of God. Helping those in need, just to let you know, is not the gospel. Helping those in need is the fruit of the gospel. And God works in us. We just have to love other people. And we take some responsibility for those around us. And I just need to ask you, who, who are you going to demonstrate God's goodness to this year? How are you going to, out of a heart of worship for Jesus and saying, Jesus, you're the king of my life, who are you going to show God's goodness to? Is it your family members? Is it your neighbour? Is it going to be the little practical things? Is it going to be ringing somebody up? I don't know. Blessing follows obedience. See what God's called you to do. Because we have some extraordinary adventures for 2022. Let's um, stand, can you? Um, Hastings, could we come back? And the band, not just Hastings. We are going to, um, uh, Manuel is going to lead us in communion in a moment. I'm just going to pray first. <laughs> She's keen to lead communion. <laughs> Heavenly Father. Lord, I thank you for Revelation 14. I thank you for, that it's a picture of what church can be like. And I really pray that we might not understand everything. We might have forget, forgotten a lot of what even I've said this morning. But I pray, Lord, that we would hold on to one thing. That we will follow you. That we will follow hard after you. That when you speak into our lives, we'll be obedient because blessing will follow. Lord, I want to thank you that we're not demonstrating or having some great big plan, some great big vision that we all have to get on board with. But we're just saying once again, you are our vision. Jesus, you are our everything. You are the one that we will worship. You are the one that we will delight in. I thank you, Lord, even taking communion as Manuela leads us in a moment. As we're saying again, Jesus, it's all about you about what you did on the cross for us. It's all about you, Jesus. And I pray for a real release for 2022. I pray for increased levels of gospel fruitfulness. I pray, Lord, that we would see many of our friends and our family members come to a saving faith. Lord, not because we're just desperate for it, but because we worship you and we come into your presence 
and we enjoy you and we submit our lives to you and we surrender everything to you. We surrender our reputations. We surrender our time, our effort, our money. We give it all, Lord Jesus, to you. And as we do that, as we hold you as the the pearl of great price, the one above everything else, Lord, as we delight in you, we pray, make us extraordinarily fruitful. We pray for our family members, our friends, Lord, our neighbours, those that we spend time with. God, we say, come on us. Make us abundantly fruitful this year, Lord, because we hold you high. Yes, Lord.